Marco Rosa said in the press conference that it's really unfortunate that Sheshko has these big feet, because otherwise it wouldn't have been offside. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And you were jumping so high, I, I couldn't believe you were. It was <laughs> the world champion in high jump. Yeah, like Sergei Bubka, almost. <laughs> without well, like, the pole. Yeah, without, without the pole. I don't need yeah, pole. to jump six meters high. Great performance. Yeah, thank you. Welcome to RBLE Global Tracks, which is Leipzig's fresh RB Leipzig podcast in English, brought to you by Richard and Mario. And amongst us, we are season ticket holders, passionate supporters, and not very neutral local pundits. Both of us have been following Leipzig football since our childhood days, so if you want to hear about RB Leipzig, capture the mood of the fans in the city, and if you want to go beyond numbers and statistics, you are in the right place. We are delighted to welcome you on board. Let's go. Auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs, and uh, a very good evening to you, Richard. How the devil are you? Good evening, Mario. Thank you. I'm fine. So we had a very tasty uh, meal tonight. Maybe, or at least as sweet as our win was that Saturday night. <laughs> I'm glad for you. That is very good. Do you know, we had noodles, leftover pasta, because the kids yesterday didn't eat it all. So there you go. Truly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Richard, what are we going to talk about today? So today, I already teased it. We're going to talk about our success versus Fußballclub Union Berlin. Some club-related news. And we're looking uh, out to our next encounter on Saturday versus or away at FC Augsburg. Puppenkiste. There you go. Hopefully we come away with three points. Anyways, um, yeah, let's have a look back at RB Leipzig's last match. And it was cause for celebration. Uh, 2-0 win. Very good. Uh, atmosphere was really good. It was kind of mild, a uh, bit rainy. It was raining all the time, but, you know, we all have a roof. We were sitting very dry. Atmosphere-wise, it was actually what I was hoping for. I was hoping for good support by RB Leipzig supporters, uh, who were also patient. Even if not everything was going right for the first time, the uh, team got the support, got the vocal support, and what really helped us. And it is a tradition, Union Berlin and Union fans. Your silent protest in the first 12 to 15 minutes kind of varies. It did take place again this time. But this time it was uh, protesting against the uh, Deutsche Fußballbund, or DFL, um, opening the doors for investors. So they were signed for 15 minutes. But I have to say throughout the whole game, they weren't as loud as they usually were. So it was a little bit different than, than in other times. And I didn't spot as many as uh, Union fans as usual. And it could be the time, 5.30 in the evening on a Sunday, when you have to travel back to Berlin. It's about one and a half, two hours. It does take some time to get back. But... Thank you for the guys who were there. Uh, it was good support for Union, but the whole crowd, home crowd, did support the team really well. And we did see the return of two veterans. Um, it was...
it did have the effect of the team being a little bit calmer. That that was my that was my impression. Um, both of them had a really good game, and everyone was really impressed by the performance of Xavi, Golpenda, uh, and Olmo. And Schlager improved, so that helped as well. So it feels like, uh, although it wasn't a great and brilliant win, it was a solid win. It was a solid performance, and everybody's just relieved. But we can talk whatever we want to talk. Uh, maybe somebody else can sum it up for us much, much better. Because as we was walking out, we were bumping into a gentleman named uh, James. James lives in Leipzig, works in Leipzig as well. And I think he gave a good verdict of the match. Let's listen in. So, we're here with uh, Richard, but Richard's just looking on. We have a 2-0 win over SDFC Union Berlin, which we love. We just bumped into James. Yeah. And James, what is your verdict of this match today? I, th I think we played really well. Like, the, we controlled most of the game. The red card obviously helped the team, yeah? But considering our previous results, new, new, new goalkeeper, in, uh, like a new goalkeeper right now, we changed the goalkeeper. And you see that the defense was more organized. The defenders, uh, obviously, Oban has been there for a while. You could see the organization at the back. We played. Real, we, 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 I don't know what the positions were, what the position really was. Like I, I have not yet checked the stats, but I think we controlled the game really well. It's true. Most of the time, that was my impression as well. But sometimes you still got this uneasy feeling when, you know, towards the end of the first half, it felt like Union's getting back into things. But I agree with you as well. Orban was a really stabilizing factor. Pete had a uh, had a clean sheet. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean, Glacier's first game for a while, right? I think sure. you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't tell, right? He was, it was just in there, calmed the defense down, calmed everyone down, kept putting his hands up and down. Everyone seemed calm and everything. I know the home, home support probably helps as well, but I mean, Union Berlin is a good opponent, right? So that was it, a pretty good result, right? It was, it was a very good result, and I was kind of disappointed that the third goal was disallowed. Yeah, that was Sheshko yeah. had a brilliant match today. Yeah. Um, but what, but, <laughs> but what about uh, number five, Chad? That was his first game today, wasn't it? For yeah, RB yeah, Leipzig. What, he's, he's from is, is he French? Because I checked him out before his French came from PSG. Probably 19, right? One and is it one 194? Uh, uh, what was that? Centimeter or something? How, how tall is he? He's super tall, right? Super tall, and to be honest, I don't think there's a taller player I've seen. No, one, no, one ninety-six, I think actually. I remember checking him out. It was taller. It's taller than Gulachi, and Gulachi is like one ninety-one. It's super tall. The pass he gave, that little pass, run off confidently, run the pass like he knew it was gonna. It was a sketchy moment for any new, any novice. Played quite well. What was it? What was it? One ninety-six. You, you spot on, mate. One ninety-six. Yeah, I, I was checking him out before. Really good. Really to good be honest, training, I think. when he came on, it was number five. I had Upamecano vibes. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think it's a new Upamecano, right? I see that. I see that. Um, did you actually see the last match when they played Stuttgart? No, I didn't watch the game. But I, I, you didn't miss anything. The, 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 the results were terrible, right? <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. And how does it make you feel for the next match when they play Augsburg? Augsburg's always been a tricky one. Do you think we're on the up now? We have a bit more confidence? I played. I watched the game of Augsburg once. Actually, I went, I went down there, flew down there. I think it was 1-1. It was a couple of seasons ago, right? I, I think we're going to be good. I think we're going to be fine. Augsburg is not, a, not, a, not the trickiest competition. I mean, I would, I'm thinking about more the week after that with uh, uh, Mission Blackbuck, is that, I think? That could be an interesting game. 
Yeah. That could be interesting, but I think we're good. I think I think the confidence is up. The team seems stable. I think we'll do fine. Are you going to be here versus Gladbach? You're going to make gonna it. Be, I'm going to be here for Gladbach for sure. Richard's on yeah, you. You're gonna you're gonna have to meet James. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. James, we will meet again against Gladbach. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we'll be on good times like today. A 3-1 win would be amazing. Anything, any, but a win anyway. A win would be good. James, been a pleasure. Thank you very much no for worries. bumping into you. And I'm going to run into you one of your restaurants. Oh, no. <laughs> no worries. I'll go. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you, sir. No worries. Yeah, nice meeting. So I think he summed it up quite well. Not sure if you agree with everything, but how did you see it, Richard? Oh, but sorry. Before before you start, thank you very much, James, for letting us talk to you and uh, for your contribution to this episode. It's much appreciated. Um, no, he was he was quite quite an expert, right? Um, so I think he nailed it pretty much. So yeah, Orban obviously organized the Stephens very very well, and it was like he he never was he never left. So he did, he okay he was his first match after a long injury timeout, and I uh, looked into his numbers, looked into his stats, and I recognized he had. 99 touches, um, 82 successful passes, which is like 93.2%, three blocked shots or blocked passes. And this is pretty much the same level he showed us um, through our last season. So it's, it's impressive and, and, and amazing. So it's like he, he's back and he's back on track uh, without any, you know, any warm-up time or something like that. So it's mm -hmm. it's a really impressive. And I think um, this helped Lucas Klosterman also a lot, and the whole defense helped it. So Lucas Klosterman also a remarkable good game, yeah. and obviously, um, yeah, he 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 benefited from that um, Orban back on back on the pitch. So, and um, yeah, what I want wanted to to mention you you talked about about the disallowed goal uh, from Olmo, and have you looked the replay in the in the TV show afterwards? You mean you? that beautiful yeah. pass of almost? I He's, would have broken my legs, I think. Yeah, like like ninety-nine point nine percent of any people out there. So there's literally not much uh, guys out there, and even in the professional football players who can are capable of doing that. And he does, and it looks so smooth, so easy, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah, this would have been the the assist of the year without without a doubt. So unfortunately, it was taken off. Marco Rosa said in the press conference that it's really unfortunate that Sheshko has these big feet because otherwise it wouldn't have been offside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> so, I thought yeah. that was a very interesting comment. <laughs> and um, yeah, and we and we saw how how important Xavi is mm, in, in, yeah, in our offense. So this is nothing new. We talked about this earlier in, in, in the season and he's clearly an outstanding talent. And yeah, when, when he's not that there, this is a huge, a huge hole that a huge gap that could not be filled with anyone else. Mm. So yeah, good. He's back. And then I found an interesting stat afterwards. Um, and it goes like this. So we had 1.1 X goals and Union Berlin 0.5. So, mm -hmm. okay. And then when I, when I saw this, I thought, mm, I felt it should have been more. So mm -hmm. we have this, this shot to two goals, and then we had this amazing header from Chesco just before the halftime. Um, we had this chance from uh, Olmo midway through the second half, mm -hmm. with uh, Schwolo, um yeah, made an outstanding save. And then we had this Xavi uh, shot right before the final whistle, uh, which uh, was disallowed by Schwolo, who um, tapped it onto the crossbar. Mm -hmm. So... 
And if you sums this all up, this is only 1.1x gold. And you think, hmm, this is not much. But now, here comes the stat when I thought, oh, this is interesting. So if you discount our x goals we had out of set place, so like corner kicks or free kicks or something like that, yeah. Union Berlin had more than we Excuse had. Excuse me? Yeah. They were harmless. Yeah, they, they, they were. had nothing, to be honest. So, but on the other hand side, this means that our strikers were pretty much harmless out of the, the, the play, out of the, the fluent football too. So this is something we have to mm. keep an eye on, I think. And 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 if I... But I, I think we showed a good performance, but not as good as the first 45 minutes we played versus Leverkusen and not Agreed. as good as the whole 90 minutes versus Frankfurt. So I think... It was solid, wasn't it? It was it, a solid it was, performance. It was solid. We got the win. Yeah. 3-0 would have been... I think more uh, justified mm -hmm. and also the way they played, but it did feel like um, a fire is put down, you know, and it, and we're just trying to ensure it doesn't ignite again is the first step to, to a longer recovery. Nothing. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't brilliant, brilliant, but it was, everybody was relieved that we've got the result. We played well, or they played well, and uh, we've got the three points. Absolutely. And finally, it was the right decision to to keep calm and, yeah. and not throw Stay everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay focused and keep calm and do the things that, that worked earlier this season again and then we will find back to winning ways and that's exactly what happened. Zeit. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And this is this is how it feels. But that's also echoed by Marco Rosa who said, okay, this is the first step, but now we need to start getting results to get back into the flow. Yeah. And, um, and, and we can see that if you look at the table, everything's really tight. We're now one point behind Dortmund. Spot number four would uh, ensure Champions League qualification, but it's still a long way to go and it's a long run. And we now need consistency and no uh, slip-ups, but it's just... Good to see that the team did come back. The veterans came back. It felt it felt better. I must I must agree. Yeah, and we have to. And it's good that you know that we can rely on our coach. And that's mm. why we like to call him Oberbeleuchter because he shines so so bright on all of us here in Leipzig in the city and the fans and the mood, which has vastly improved. Well done, Richard. Thank you. Good. I think we can. Close this chapter, Union Berlin for this season. Let's see if they return next season. Um, I would like to see them again, but you never know what's going to happen. We have some club-related news, I presume, I think, Richard. What would you like to start with? Quite surprising that happened yesterday. Mm. Our under-19 squad for reached the round of the 16 for the very first time in the UEFA Youth League. Congratulations, guys. Three at penalties uh, in the away penalties encounter again. at Mütjelon. <laughs> and to be honest, okay, I want to be honest, I couldn't watch the game because I had to work uh, when, when, when they played, but I read afterwards that this was a lopsided match. So it's like was one nil early for, for the Danish squad and they had a lot of more chances and then midway through the second half one man was sent off during a double yellow card and a red card suspension out of an something you know, something very stupid behavior. So it was was something like about a throw in and mm -hmm. yeah. 
then he was provocated by a, by the by his opponent and then just thrown the ball into his face and like you, you don't Oops, do that no, no mm-hmm. go so and then and I saw this this uh, this one one equalizer in ninety plus six where our goalie Jeez. was in the opposite uh, penalty box. Did you and get Coltorti vibes? <laughs> I got for a second, but then I got a Pipelitzer vibes uh, when the uh, when the Danish goalie just flew through under the ball, and yeah, our number four I don't know what his name was. He, he scored. He, he was uh, like a bit surprised, but then react quite well and just put this beautiful head up into the back of the net. And yeah, then we Perfect. were a little yeah, and then our keeper uh, finally. Save two penalties in the penalty shootout, and that's what leads us to the round of 16. Beautiful. And um, yeah, to all of you out there, there is no first and second leg game, so only one game, sudden death in the UEFA Youth League. So hopefully, we will see our young lads at home. And then I would like to invite everyone out there to go there and chant for them and see what's, what they are capable of doing. I think they all surprised us because for a long time it didn't seem that youth teams or the under 19, the under 17 teams really performed. And this one now shines, shines really through. This is wonderful. By the way, the uh, under 19 team of Mainz actually threw out Barca. <laughs> Congratulations to them. Well done. And unfortunately today, the uh, youth team of Borussia Dortmund crashed out. What a shame. Yeah, but I think the... Uh under 19 Bavarians Bayern München yeah they made it wow me, yeah let me take a look so yeah they won 2-0 at Basel mm-hmm. okay sounds so really three, good 3 out of 4 That's pretty good performance good. Yeah, yeah pretty good performance so we keep our fingers crossed for everyone I think that covers our club related news for this week really well and now let's move on and look at our next opponent introducing our next opponent so who's that going to be? We're going to be traveling to the Puppenkiste, Augsburg. Yeah, Fuggerstadt, Augsburg. Um, I do remember quite well our first game in the Hinrunde. Um, mm-hmm. I was in the stands with my, with my family and we outshot them. We, we steamrolled them in the first 30 minutes, led 3-0. And I, and I thought, oh, this might going to be something like an 8-0 uh, we saw a few years ago versus Mainz 05. Um, then we played a remarkable good uh, last 15 minutes. We could have scored at least one more. And I thought, okay, so now let's let's go on, keep the foot on the gas pedal and, and shoot them back through Bayern. But things changed rapidly in the second half. And I don't know, somehow I I thought, okay, we had this the wrong cleats on or, or something like that. Or was our heads and minds in the next game. So what happened was that Augsburg came uh, really the good mood out of the um, halftime. And we were pretty lucky that Demirovic did not score uh, or they did not convert out of three meters, like mm, it yeah. was like the 50th or 55th minutes or, or something. Then, and the Augsburg had a lot of um, other good chances uh, into the second half. And from our squad, literally came nothing, which yeah, in, the end, uh, in, in the end, in the end, it doesn't um, affect the outcome of the game. But I felt like mm, this was a strange match. And, um, but this is now you know, like, 
not many uh, moons no. ago. <laughs> <laughs> many many moons ago. Thank you, and not a good example. Not not a, not something we could take over to our next encounter because Augsburg uh, changed the, the coach after a home loss versus Darmstadt in the Hinrunde, and now they have Jesse Torup, although. They yeah, it's still only a mediocre team. With like after he took over 13 games ago, he had four wins, five draws, and four losses too, and uh, only one win in the last seven games for Augsburg. So maybe there is another crisis incoming. So, no. but to be honest, um, traveling to Augsburg is never easy for us, is it? And, no. and also, if you look at the record, I I don't think we have been too successful over there. Yeah, yeah, you, you're actually right. We had seven games there, only one, two. And the last one we uh, had was early in the 2020-2021 season. Jesus. Yeah, uh, like almost four years ago. It yeah. was a 2-0 win. Uh, Paulsen and Angelino scored for us. And you know who had both assists in those in that game? Well, number seven. I don't know. Number seven, Pierre Litbarski. Danny Olmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Danny Olmo. Was is, he there already? Danny Olmo is correct. I thought, wow. wow. Is, is, is it so long that he joined our club? And yeah, time, time moves on so fast, doesn't it? It's yes, amazing because stuff. he was injured for such a long time and, and for long periods, it seems like he hasn't really played that much and he's only been yeah. at the club for two years, which um, no, obviously isn't isn't the case. And if you now tell me that he was there almost four years ago, then I keep wondering why isn't he playing at Barca yet? And I think if he had stayed, uh, if he had stayed injury free, he probably would have gone last summer as well. Absolutely, good, I agree. Good thing he's still here. And yeah, yeah. like we said before, let's keep our fingers crossed for many more weeks and months of injury free Danny Olmo. And in the summer, yes, shine and play for Spain. That's fine, but do come back without Healthy. injury. Healthy, yeah. healthy. So <laughs> that yeah. would be good. But okay, back to our next match. But okay, we 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 talked about that we um, only won twice. But on the other hand, side, we only lost once. Isn't it interesting, right? Okay, yeah. yeah we only lost once, and it was way back to 2017, mm -hmm. uh, week five. It was a one nil win for Augsburg, where Gregoritsch scored the only one uh, wow. early in that game. And since then, we never lost at Augsburg. And talking about clean sheets. So we, we talked about clean sheets a lot. Yeah. So our, they were kind of gone for six months now. I don't know. I keep losing count. Four months at least. Since October, we didn't have any clean sheets. Yeah. So um, yeah, back to October. And then obviously now uh, recently versus mm -hmm. Union Berlin. But it could have been worse. So if you look to Augsburg, so they're like now 20 games into that season and always mm -hmm. conceded at least one goal. And you, But uh, you have to add the last three games of the last season uh, where they conceded at least one goal as well. So their last... The last match without any goals conceded. We're back in the, in the 30, in week, week 31 uh, versus Berlin last, last season. That is even longer. Okay. Mm, okay. So okay. And is this that a good sign for us? Good omen? I hope so. Yeah, we have good strikers. They keep strike they keep scoring. But uh, yeah, but Augsburg has a decent striker too. And that's Who's what that? you know, Amadine Demirovic. Oh yeah. yeah. I kind that of rings that rings a bell from that day in Berlin when he mm -hmm. hit the crossbar. Well, he showed you, us, you, yeah. 
yeah. and you were jumping so high. I, I couldn't believe you were. <laughs> it was <laughs> the world champion in high jump. Yeah, like Sergey Bubka, <laughs> almost. Well, without like, the pole. Yeah, without, without the pole. I don't need yeah, to jump six meters high. Great performance. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's on so, tape, by the way. At some point, we're going to share it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do you know how, how old he is? How old I is would say the, the guy's 28, best, mm -hmm. best ager in football terms. I, I thought that too. And I looked it up and I thought, and was like, oh, he's only 25. And I, okay, no because way. And I was quite surprised because that name is so familiar to me because he is in yeah. the Bundesliga for so long now, spent two yeah. seasons at Freiburg and now in the second season in, in Augsburg. And it's fair to say that he has uh, played his best season at Augsburg so far. His mm -hmm. best season in Bundes in terms of his Bundesliga performances so far. So he's scored 11 times now. Wow. And in addition to that, he had six assists, so 17 scorer points uh, in, a, in an Augsburg um, side. This is remarkable good. And this is something um, other teams, other mediocre teams on, is, is are missing. So we talked about Union Berlin and I, and I thought myself, okay, hey, there's no one on this squad who's capable of... of uh, scoring goals in a consistent way and Dimirovic is that guy who does and um, I mentioned that he scored 11 times and he scored five of the last nine Augsburg goals and was somehow involved in eight of those nine so either he scored or he had this assist okay so, so he's very important for them obviously the most important striker it's the captain of the team And maybe it's also fair to say this is the best player of the team. So we have to keep an eye on him. And this is going to be definitely uh, another, um, a much more harder uh, task for our defense than they had to face now versus Union Berlin recently. But then it's really good that uh, Willy Orban has returned and he just uh, provides uh, so much confidence or oozes so much confidence, which... Uh, impact or infects other players um, like Klostermann and um, hopefully this will continue next Saturday. Wow. Okay. This is not going to be easy. Well, we all knew that, didn't we? Yeah. So uh, we mentioned it. Yeah. Wins doesn't come easy. But um, this time, no, wait, no, not score prediction yet, but I have a slightly better feeling about uh, <laughs> next Saturday. Very good. Uh, is there anybody else to watch? Yeah, maybe. Um, number 43, Kevin Mabu. Also a familiar name because we, most of us might know him uh, from his time he spent at Wolfsburg. Mm. And I I don't know, I, he doesn't have any these uh, um, strengths, remarkable mm -hmm. strengths, neither some measurable weaknesses in my in my opinion but every time i saw this guy play i i like i like to watch him play i don't know i don't know what it is i cannot mm. just describe it but maybe to all of you out there uh, who will watch the game keep an eye on number 43 this is the right wing back uh, kevin mbabu um he's this is his home is a nice um, wing player box to box player mm, yeah and uh, he is capable of doing everything with the ball and uh, mostly without any mistakes. So it's a very, very solid um, Bundesliga player. Okay, we're looking forward to that. Now, who do you think Marco Rose is going to send out to get those three points? So the next coins I will have to put in our Phrasenschwein. 
Never change your winning team. <lacht> so. Um, Gulaschi, Henrys Orban, Klosemann, Raum, Schlager, Kampel, Xavi, Olme, Goal, Panda and Sheshko. Goal, Panda. I mean, Go we Panda. didn't talk about him um, and didn't praise him enough for the Union game, but uh, to be honest, he scored in almost every game now. It feels like it. And we just take it for granted at some point he's going to score. So hopefully... Both of them score. Sheshko and our goal pender. Okay. It sounds to me like a pretty good team, like a pretty good lineup. It should at least be good enough to come away with three points. So I predict a 2-1 win for RBL. Brilliant. I'm going with a 2-0 this time. I know you were right last time. Yeah. You predicted a 2-0 win and I said 2-1 and let's, let's turn the other way around. Just one more prediction from your side. When is Goldpender going to get his fifth yellow card? Never, I hope, sir. <laughs> oh, very good. I, I don't know. Hopefully not soon. Well, thank you, Richard. This has been really interesting. Another week. Uh, we keep our fingers crossed. To everybody else, thank you very much for listening. And a shout out to James. Thank you for your contribution and uh, talking to us on Saturday. And we hope to see you again versus Gladbach in two weeks' time. If you like our podcast, it would be brilliant if you could leave a positive review on your platform. Um, it would also be excellent if you could subscribe to it. You can always tell us how we should and how we could improve our pod by sending us an email to talk to us at rbleglobaltracks.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Uh, our username is podcast underscore RBL. Thanks again for, for listening. Keep your fingers crossed. Let's hope everything's going to work out this weekend. Let's stay positive. Let's stay calm and focused. All we need to say now is Auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs!